I'm Tanner Johnson. And I'm Jack Dodgen. We're from the Eastside Church of Christ. Teen life can be difficult to navigate. New emotions, experiences, pressures, and challenges shape what we understand about our identity. It's almost like navigating a maze. Twists, turns, dead ends. Uh, The race can be both exhilarating and terrifying. At Through the Maze Podcast, we believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. When we put our trust in him, we can navigate the maze and build our identity based on who he says we are. And in the end, find life and life to the fullest. Thank you for walking alongside us today. Hi, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, Hello. We've got Jack here. How's it going, man? You survive all the storms and stuff yes. last night? Yes. Uh, it's, you know, honestly, I'm kind of tired of waiting for storms and then nothing happens. That's true. That's, I don't yeah. want it to happen. Right, right. But I'd like to stop having That's to like, watch yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, just bring it on already. You know, yeah. Just, just give it um, I know you've been you've been holding out for some good disc golf weather, and I know that's not helping with, with the, the windiest. I don't know if you saw this last month. It was the windiest. Uh, what was last month? April. Mm. Windiest April in fifty years. <laughs> I, so, yeah, just no chance. Right. It's been a nightmare to play anything at mm. all. So I've been inside and I hate mm-hmm. it. And yeah, yeah, feeling uh, a little down. <laughs> yeah, well, like. Couple days ago, I think last Friday, I actually got to planting some tomatoes and stuff in my backyard, and then nice. we had monsoon season. So I don't know if they just washed them completely away, but yeah, we'll see what they're they're done for. They're drowned, drowned at this point. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, uh, so uh, welcome back to this this episode of the podcast. We're gonna be talking about uh, bullying. No, no bullying. Oh wait, no, ah, sorry. Uh, old old habits die hard. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, self esteem today, and. Um, Defining that real quick, low self-esteem is, it's this thinking disorder in which an individual views him or herself as inadequate, unlovable, or incompetent. So basically the idea of you're just not good enough, you know, you can't uh, meet certain standards that... Uh, a, a good subject to pick up, though, seriously, off coming off of three lessons on bullying to go mm-hmm. into this, because uh, the, the one being bullied or even uh, mm-hmm. the one that is doing the bullying might have very low self-esteem right yeah, uh, yeah or low self-worth if you want to look at it like that too um mm-hmm. this thinking i'm not good enough and so here's why i do what i do or i if i was worth more i wouldn't be treated in this way yeah sort of yeah. thing so yeah and it's it's really it's something that pours into so many different different parts of life i mean oh yeah because it's it's kind of a bedrock of how you live out your day you know just this yep. kind of this general yep, yep. feeling of you know i'm not I, I should be better than I am, but I'm not, you know. Um, but there, there's some the major factors that are associated with this, especially in the teen experience and probably also in the adult experience yes. because we were once that, um, is a body image, you know, not liking the way you look or not thinking that you're strong enough or not thinking you're, you know, all these, all these other issues. Um, there's the social experiences you go through. Uh, that's, you know, the expectations that are that are set that you just don't meet. Uh, there's uh, performance, you know, that's whether that's, you know, not making the grades you're supposed to make, not doing as well in sports as you think you're supposed to do. Um, it, it really affects your self-esteem whenever there's this these standards that are set for you that you just can't meet or you don't 
feel like you meet them well enough, right? So Yeah, well, yeah. He, he's going to list some specific stats mm-hmm. here in just a second, but a lot of this is comparative of mm-hmm. um, either stuff that's portrayed to us, culture, you know, magazines, mm-hmm. shows, all that stuff, yeah. or people that we see yeah. uh, that we interact with, or even our own idea of what the ideal is mm-hmm. and then going, well, I'm not that. Cause, right. Yeah. 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 There's yeah the ideal that's set up and that you just, you're just not there. And that comes from so many different places yep. and it comes from all places almost, you know, yeah. anywhere yeah. you are, they're there. And, um, but so, some stats to go with, uh, just this feeling of low self-esteem over, over 17 per, or not 17. Sorry. You're going to bear with me today. Uh, over 70, percent of girls aged 15 to 17 avoid a lot of normal daily activities such as attending school uh, when they feel bad about their looks so if they don't feel that they look good enough they just don't show up or they just avoid other people being able to see them yeah um 75 percent of girls with low self-esteem reported engaging in negative activities like cutting bullying smoking drinking or disordered eating and this compares to 25 percent of girls with high self-esteem so it's it's a it's a very big difference. Uh, like a lot of these behaviors are caused because girls just don't feel good about themselves. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. And uh, it, it kind of goes the other way with boys. I mean, they deal with low self-esteem too. Like there's more than uh, more than 40% of boys in middle school and high school. They'll regularly exercise with the goal of increasing muscle mass. Uh, that that's just their pure goal. It's all about the looks and being fit and, um, 38% of boys in middle school and high school reported using protein supplements, which um, maybe if you're using correctly is not a huge deal, but yeah. uh, who knows? But uh, probably <laughs> probably at that age, um, there's not really a need for that. Right, right. Um, it's protein supplements are not that they're a bad thing, but you don't really need those. Yeah, when you're yeah. In middle you school, yeah. high school, unless you're really trying to yeah bulk up in a huge way, maybe football players or something maybe, like that. Yeah, but yeah, there's really no need for it. Right, right. It's just um, out there. But and there's also nearly six percent admitted to experimenting with steroids. Definitely uh, no need for that. Definitely no need yeah. for that for uh, for any level. But but it's all it all has to do with expectations right like especially yeah. these stats i'm going to talk about something a little bit different in a minute but these stats are all have to do with expectations and expectations that we don't necessarily consider wrong and a lot of times like being the best at a sport is not like a bad thing to sure, pursue yeah. it's not like a morally wrong thing to chase after being good at sports right, right. um it's not really a morally wrong thing trying wanting to be attractive or wanting to you know be fit or wanting to get good grades or um, wanting to be the funniest in class, you know, they're not like morally wrong things, but they are. They can they can push you into stuff yeah. that that might be morally wrong, but at the right. very least are not good for you, right? Right. Um, in the pursuit of those things, because yeah. that's yeah. where all your worth is coming from. Yeah, yeah. You, you when you put your worth in these things, that's where that's, that's where right. you see the self esteem thing. You know, you start feeling uh, really low and like you're not. You don't add up to the standard and the right. ideal like we were talking about. So right. um, I thought this was interesting. I, I found a study that said that uh, teens with greater sensation-seeking and rebelliousness had higher rates of, of low self-esteem, mm. which I, I think that, I mean, I, I can't speak for a teenager now because I'm not one, but, like, there's there's kind of, you think the opposite's true. You know, like, we almost, yeah. there's, there's this belief in the lie that 
if we do go after these things, it's going to make us feel more worthwhile. Because I'm not finding it here. I right. don't find it in these other places. Yeah. But they don't bring that high self-esteem that you're looking for. Yeah. Kind of kind of like a, a hopping right? from one thing to another yeah. just to, uh, I guess you want to phrase it uh, like you would talk about drugs or other things, which mm-hmm. is an, ex- an extreme thing right, that I'm right. going to. But the illustration is you, you would hop from mm-hmm. one thing to the next in order to get that hit or whatever right. or if you're dealing with right low self-worth or self-esteem mm-hmm. and you're just hopping from one thing to the next to try to get that maybe this will make me feel important maybe right. this will make me feel like i'm worth something yeah, yeah yeah like um teenagers this this is backed up pretty well teens are in a, they're in a phase of their life that they are trying to figure out who they are like yeah. that's why in high school there's all of these opportunities for extracurriculars all these classes you take you have your general things that you have people or that you have them you know study and look at because it might point them in the direction of where they want to go yeah um and i think this rebelliousness and sensation seeking it's kind of a product of that search sometimes you know trying to like we hear so much of it in society today like you're trying to find your true self you know yeah. um which can lead to very bad places um, biologically, the prefront the prefrontal cortex uh, of the brain isn't fully developed till the age of twenty five, and and what the prefront prefrontal I'm not going to get that word right today uh, performs reasoning, planning, judgment, impulse control, and so that manifests itself in I'm going to try all of these different things, um, and I'm going to I'm going to find my identity in these places yeah but once prob- you kind of sorry. it's probably why you end up with a lot of people going to college and going i guess i'm just knocking basic stuff out or i'll yeah, just start in yeah. this degree and then two years in they're like you know what i don't think i want to do this <laughs> yeah, i yeah. think i want to do something else yeah and um i i think there's there's good and bads to that um yeah like because there's this there's this willingness to take risks that you don't have once you reach a certain age yep. um, that can be taking positive risks as well. Yeah. Like I, I'm yeah. going to step out of my comfort zone to try this good thing out. But there's uh, also an insecurity that comes with all right. of that of, I don't right. know if I'm good at anything or what I will be good at, <laughs> right. or if I should yeah. take this, I failed at this risk. Or whatever. Yeah. And so now there's, uh, what am I going to do? <laughs> right. Good right. About myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, but we also have these uh, these major factors that we were talking about um, that are really identity shaping factors. If we want to, yeah. we want to look at it uh, that way, like if you're looking at the body image and your performance and the, your social experiences, it becomes an identity shaping factors when it is framed like I am fat or ugly, <laughs> like I yeah. am weak or stupid, right? I'm I am not good at blank when I'm supposed to be good at blank, right? Yeah. Um, when you're not certain about who you are, it gets really frustrating. Um, I think that it's something that it, I think it's really something that's difficult for a teen for a teen to firmly grasp. It's hard for an adult as well, yes. of course. But um, but living in this rebellious fashion that we're talking about, it's kind of like like the example that I would use is trying to put a piece of furniture from Ikea together without using the instructions. Like you're just throwing stuff together, hoping it looks right. And you get, you, when you start going through it, it's like, well, it starts looking bad. Wow. I'm really bad at building furniture, you know, but you, you decided not to use what instructions were there from someone that was experienced. Right. Or from 
from the past, right? We use our inexperienced brain to try to build this identity, right? Um, Sometimes, by the way, you actually do look at the instructions and you still <laughs> that's right. get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's okay, too. Yeah, that's, that's okay, too. <laughs> right. You might be right. bad at building furniture. You just might be. Uh, and that's, yeah. and that's not the thing for you. <laughs> that's but that right. shouldn't yeah, you plummet sh- your, your, your self-esteem. <laughs> right, so. right. It, it'll look like something eventually. Yes. But, um, but this idea of like, like talking about rebelliousness as leading to lower self-esteem, to, to live in rebellion is kind of to ignore the experience of others, yeah. right? It's, it's ignoring this pattern that's been, been set before. And like talking about the Christian example and, you know, these years and years of tradition and teaching and people experiencing really bad things and being able to say, Hey, this is the wisdom that I got from that. Maybe you should follow my example or like listen to me a little bit, but when you live in rebellion, you just ignore, you throw out the pattern, right? And you're just, I'm going to search for whatever it is that makes me feel worthy, right? Um, it happens in um, all sorts of um, areas of society. And I think, I'll, I think I have it in my notes a little bit later on to talk about that a little bit more. Um, but talking about our scripture today, we're, we're talking about these, uh, these standards that are set. And um, I went... I wanted to bring up John chapter four and it's the story about the Samaritan woman at the well and uh, Samaritans, they were considered half breeds by the Jews. Uh, we always know that there's, you know, been fights along them. I got something that's kind of there, but they were a group that became uh, culturally, culturally merged with the Assyrians after the periods of exile. And when Good they, job. when they, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm like trying to get through these words today. It's, it's been, right, a, it's right. been a struggle. But uh, when, when they returned from exile, the Jews, they, they didn't allow them to take part in any of the re- rebuilding of the temple. Yep. And so this this huge conflict kind of arose between the two groups. And uh, these two groups of people, which actually had very similar beliefs, yeah. like like this, the Samaritans, they, they followed the Torah, they followed the old law, yeah. things like that. But They, they were Jews that got left behind, and then they yeah. adopted, yeah. which was the whole reason that the Jews yeah. got taken out in the first place. Right. Yeah. So there's... You you continued to betray God while right. you were left here yeah, in yeah. the promised land. So there's this whole yeah, it's bad. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you have these these similar beliefs that just hate each other, and I'm yep. glad that doesn't happen anymore today. Yeah, not at all. And we don't have any problems with that. But that was the case, and that was the story of Jesus, Jewish man, uh, coming into Samaria, meeting this Samaritan woman. There's some background there that's um, that's important to remember that these groups don't work out. Uh, well together but Jesus goes through Samaria and he comes to Jacob's well and there's a Samaritan woman he he asks her to give him a drink simple enough um, and first thing she kind of says to him is like you're a Jew I'm a Samaritan I'm a woman and there's already these these things that are dividing factors and from her perspective these are kind of primary identifiers right yeah Jew Samaritan uh, man woman these are the primary things that she says there. Uh, and and in her view, these these identity markers put a barrier between her and Jesus, right? How can you ask me for a drink? Because you're a Jew, you're a man, I'm a woman, I'm a Samaritan. Yeah. Like, we can't have relationships. Yeah, here, we right? don't. Our groups don't interact this way ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jesus' response is a little bit different. He says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is asking you for a drink, you would have asked and he would have given you living water. So, the the identifiers that this woman put in place that she's a Samaritan woman are secondary at best to Jesus, right? Uh, 
it's part of her identity. It obviously is. Like, you're obviously a woman. You're obviously a Samaritan. But right. the identity of this woman in Jesus' eyes is a soul in need of living water, right? Like, that's yeah. that's what we get. Uh, that he, he says, if, if you knew who was asking you this, like, you would have asked me for something, like, way more important, way bigger than yeah. that. Um, you continue the story, you find out that she has a bit of a shady past, a little bit of a shady story, uh, has questionable relationships, uh, can't say a whole lot about it other than she's been with five husbands and the one that she was with at the time wasn't hers. This this isn't, uh, it's a, it's reading into it a little bit, but it's mm. not reaching too much. Um, she's, mm. getting water would normally be a group event. Mm. Um so you'd have all these women going together to mm. go get these things from the well and bring it back. It's a very communal event, mm. fellowship there, conversations and all that sort of thing. She's alone yeah. uh, because oh, yeah. she's not really part of that community, probably because of the husband thing is that even in her own mm. group of people that should, you know, we, we're all Samaritans here. Yeah. yeah, but she's still an outcast even from that group, it looks like. Right, anyway, yeah. So she's really... She's really probably low self-esteem. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, like that. Like we're talking about all the standards that a, a, a woman was supposed to meet and uh, like what she's supposed to meet yeah. within her community. Yeah. And now she's exiled from it, a loner because of it. Yep. And yeah, so um, yeah, you definitely see all of that there. And um, what I, what I think is important for us in this is that, especially when it comes to the self-esteem is to see that Jesus knows all of this. He knows the past. He knows he knows where she may not have added or she measured didn't, up She didn't to, catch him off guard with the husband thing. He brings it up. Yeah. He's fully aware, but that's not stopping this conversation. Right. And, you know, he, he knows all of this stuff, and he still offers, like, I'm, I'm offering you living water. You yep. know, I'm offering you life. <laughs> um, it what you've done in the past or how you've decided to identify yourself doesn't matter. Like it's something right. different. Like Jesus has a different view of her than she has of herself. And I think that's, that's the case for a Yeah. An, ele- an elevated right? view. She's looking mm-hmm. at all of the, the things yeah. that everybody around her would be looking at. But Jesus mm-hmm. is always going into the, the heart of people and yeah. seeing who we really are. Yeah. And so uh, it's, it's kind of the same way that we have a lot of these factors that play into how we identify ourselves. Um, we have, you know, fitness level, attractiveness, performance in sports, school, even church, right? Yeah. Um, whether or not we're funny, and and really some of these hold a lot more weight to some people, to certain people than they do to others. Like, it might be important in my eyes to be funny, you know, or to be good at sports, you know. That may not be very important to others. Like, it may not be very important to me to be good at math, because I don't care about math, and I'm not good at math, and yeah. I will never be. I tried. But yep. it's not going to happen. That's right. um, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you know, so there's there's some of these that hold a lot more weight in in our lives than others, and so and it's kind of the same thing with the rebellious side of things. Like, there's also standards within those communities. You know, yeah. like um, I need cooler tattoos than my peers. Right. Uh, I need to be able to handle harder drugs, more alcohol. Like, I need to have a more unique story. And yeah. Um, and so I will. I'll engage in all of these different behaviors that are not good for me or right. Um, but in order to meet the standards of my community, I'm going in order to be at the top of that, I need to meet all of these different things. Um, and so when we don't meet those standards or those expectations, especially the ones that are very important to us, 
it really affects our self-esteem, right? Yeah. Um, we we say that uh, this standard is I'm I'm supposed to reach. Uh, I'm not reaching. You know, we fall short of these, and our self-esteem really falters. So, um, like when when we're not meeting the standards society sets for us, we believe there's something like fundamentally wrong with us in a lot of cases. So. Um, there's always measuring that's going to be done no matter what yeah. our life it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think sometimes the rebellious side is says, I'm going to escape from standards. I'm going to escape from yeah, expectations. I, I'm going to live completely opposite of these things that yeah. I'm going to whatever. But then you still feel the pull of yeah. like now you're, you're just living a life of fighting. Yeah. <laughs> what everything right. is being thrown at you. Yeah. And that's not yeah. good for uh, self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, Jesus' standard, at which like we're we're looking for these ways that we're accepted in all of this, and that we are, you know, we meet we we're good enough. You know, we're trying yeah. to be good enough in everything, and but Jesus' standard at which we're accepted is is so different. I, I think. yeah, uh, his his standard is ask me for living water, right? Uh, that's that's what he says to this woman. Like that's the first thing he said. He doesn't say like, hey, go get your life right and then come get living water. It's come get live come get living water and then later you see the follow him part of it, right? It, the standard becomes be forgiven and be Jesus-like. <laughs> you know, it's it it's kind of not to get rid of all expectations, which we'll talk about later, but Jesus takes us as we are, you know, like yeah, we we want to be good enough, do enough things yeah. to to earn it. Uh, mm. We aren't good enough, but yeah, we also right. aren't asked to be good enough. Right. We're asked to trust in the one who was good enough. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that and that's that is enough right there. But that's mm. so counter to you know rise and grind and <laughs> go yeah, and work yeah. as hard as you can. And if you just if you do everything right, then you will be successful. That's mm. not always true, uh, and it's not that we should. All right. Well, I'm gonna be lazy then. I'm not yeah. gonna. No, yeah. <laughs> you right. do good with your life because yeah. of yeah. of Jesus, but not because you want to try to be good enough for Him mm. to, to love you. It, yeah, yeah. You, you already are. Yeah, it's it's kind of that starting point, I guess, of knowing that where you where you are right now, you can be satisfied with, but yeah. well, not satisfied, but you can be okay with. You can uh, you can know you're valuable, I guess, right there. Uh, but then it goes further than that. So yeah, because like, I'm valuable to him, I'm going to yeah, live this yeah. way, as opposed to I need to live this way so that I'm valuable yes. to him. Yes, that's that's a great way of saying it. Like that's that's wonderful. Um, there are so many things that we experience in life that are kind of balancing acts, and I think that's what we're really trying to get at is that we we have to balance, you know, not feeling the guilt that comes with falling short of God's glory, like not not experiencing that guilt to the extent that we're just paralyzed and we give yeah. up on God. Like, I'm not going to meet God's standards, so I'm just, yeah. I'm going to stay away, yeah. you know. Um, and it's it's between that and feeling just enough remorse to kind of redirect and strive to be more like Jesus, you know. So it's like, I'm, I'm not going to be paralyzed by guilt, but I'm not going to take grace for granted, I guess. Yeah. And I'm going to strive to be more like Jesus because, you know, what, what we kind of said earlier. And I, I think that starts with devoting a, ourselves to this spirit of gratitude, you know, yeah. uh, grateful for everything that we are, as you are, right there. Like, God has made you, as you are, wonderful, but also grateful for all the potential you have. Grateful that you haven't realized everything that you can be and that God has made you to do these good works that he's laid out before you. Yeah, uh, so... Sure. 
the John Four example, mm. uh, after that whole interaction, the woman goes into town saying, come see a man who told me everything that I ever did. Okay, we just heard that whole interaction, and what she did was not good. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but of course, come, come here, this guy who's told me all these things I ever did. Mm. There's this gratefulness of he knows all of this stuff, mm. but as a Jew, he talked to me anyway. As a man, he talked to me anyway. As somebody who knew all of these things that I have been doing in my past and in my present, he talked to me anyway, mm -hmm. and he wants to talk to you all as well. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. this gratefulness of he saw, he didn't ignore all of those mm. things, but he saw past all those things to my actual worth. There's yeah. a real gratitude from this woman, and then the whole town afterwards. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, because it goes on, and she just can't keep it to herself. Yeah, you know, like the, the song, you know. Um, but it, it's, yeah, that understanding that we're, we're not perfect and we're not going to be perfect, but striving to live within God's pattern. Um, and that's what happens with the Samaritan woman. It's it's not, I'm, I'm right now, or like I've done everything right and I, I don't have to feel any remorse for any guilt, but I'm going to strive to be different now. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the first part of the, the practical spiritual advice for this is just understanding that, that you're not perfect. But now, because of who Jesus says you are and that he accepts you, you can strive to live within God's pattern. Yeah. Um, so next is listen to who God says you are, not what the world says you have to be. And those are very different things. Like sometimes sometimes this includes the expectations and pressures of people in the church as well. You yes. Know, it's, it, like there's going to be certain things that people think you should be that goes beyond what God says you have to, what, what you have to be. And that's very performance-based. And I'm going to say most right. of the time they don't, they don't know that they're doing that. Right, um, right. That doesn't make it okay, but it does yeah. make it a little better. <laughs> right, right. Uh, um, yeah. But be, be aware of those things. A lot of that comes from asking questions if you're not sure uh, mm -hmm. or, you know, studying for yourself, uh, yeah. is this what I'm supposed to be doing and, right. and all that sort of thing? Yeah. Cause I mean, there's, there's a lot of times that people are just trying to push you to be better and they don't, yeah. they don't realize how it yeah, their motives are good. Yeah. But, motives are, yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, when, when you start understanding what you're supposed to be in Christ, then work on living into those teachings, then you experience a different kind of self-esteem and confidence boost because the standard that matters and weighs the heaviest on everyone, whether they'll admit it or not comes from God. Um, Name, whether they know it or not, whether they yeah, understand yeah. God. And that's that's a little bit of a, a deeper thought there. But um, as beings created by God, the standard is deeply ingrained in us and the effects of living it or not are going to rise to the top. Yeah. So like, basically, if you're ignoring God and think that he can't see you and what, what he has what he has created you to be, like if you ignore that, it's not just going to go away. And it's not going to, it's going to show up in yeah. the, way, the way that you've, experience life and the way you deal with things. So um, a couple of other things on the practical level, and I think they, they kind of go into um, all of the spiritual application we talked about. But uh, first is just promoting self-improvement. Uh, identify your, take some time to identify your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, most people, if not every teenager has a cell phone with internet on it. Research and de develop a plan to improve on where you are. I'm Obviously, like there's some things like, as far as like, what what can I do to, you know, get in better shape? That's yeah, yeah, good, right? Yeah, that's that's healthy and good. Maybe maybe that has to be a conversation with a doctor or whatever. But, um, but research plans to improve on the 
the things you want to be better at. I mean, yeah. it's just know where your where your strengths and your weaknesses are. I'll say to that and point too. There are some things that yeah, you don't need to be good at everything. Right. Uh, and in this identifying, you might go, "I am weak at this," but that's okay. Yeah. And so, the next step of that is to have people around you that are strong in your weaknesses. That mm-hmm. will be true. That will be true if marriage comes your way. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. something you need yeah. to think about. Yeah. Um, but it's true, and you know, I'm. I don't know why I'm doing this podcast because I'm not great with uh, I'm not great with <laughs> teens, <laughs> um, uh, but Tanner is, and so there's this there's this mm-hmm. thing where I'm weak, where he is strong, or mm-hmm. Tracy, somebody else that we work with, is very good at interacting with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not an area where I'm great at, or it takes mm-hmm. a lot of effort for me yeah, to yeah. try to be better at those things. Mm-hmm. So put people around you that will help you to be better maybe just because you're in their presence you're learning from yeah. them or building off them and that sort of thing and that's it's okay right, right. if you're not good at everything right and I, and I think that's that's another thing that I think is can can play in into this idea of the self-esteem thing like I think a lot of self-esteem issues also come from comparing each yes. other and instead of you know looking at somebody else and saying like man they're so much better than me like I need to be better than them you know and competing appreciate somebody else's strengths yeah. you know appreciate what other people are are good at because um they are also god's children they're also created by god and, and they're also of, bad at things <laughs> they are yeah. they're also bad they're at right. other things that you're missing because yeah. you're only seeing the thing they're good at yeah yeah so definitely tear tear them down where they're weak too yes no I'm just kidding. Bully <laughs> no. Them. <laughs> right. no no um but um We'll edit yeah. that out. <laughs> right, I will edit that out. But no, yeah, just appreciate strengths and, you know, help people out with their weaknesses. Maybe yeah, you look at it yeah. that way as you, yeah. you become you, you bring something to the table, or, too. Yeah, yeah, help somebody out. Um, another thing that uh, you can look at is uh, think about effort over outcome. And uh, we have control over our efforts, but not always the outcomes. Example yeah. being, like, you practiced for hours at whatever sport you play. Your team still lost. You yep. still didn't score any points. You still had a bad night. You know whatever yeah. that is. Uh, you studied for a really long time. Uh, you got a better grade than last time, but not great. You know you're still kind of struggling. Um, instead of getting down on yourself, think about how all the hard work is paying off. Yeah. That you know the things that you're doing is is good. Um, maybe taking on new opportunities is a good thing. And uh, I this is this is one thing that I I struggle with because you know it, I mean failing is awful it doesn't feel good to fail at anything our our prefrontal um, cortexes are now developed yeah so we're, yeah. So <laughs> we're very stuck. risk averse <laughs> that's right that's, yeah we're, we're stuck in where we are but um try something new challenge yourself in something something positive something good and even if you completely fail and bomb absolutely just find some pride and courage in the fact that you tried um yeah. my story of this is like back in high school my senior year i I actually performed in the talent show. I played nice. guitar and sang. Oh, it was man. not good. I could not. Do it was that. not very good. Can't not, do that. Not at all. Um, I like forgot the words at one point of okay. the song that I was singing. I'm pretty sure my guitar was out of tune. You're supposed to things. tell the crowd at that point. You, yeah, you know the words. Yeah, yeah that's right. And that's exactly that's exactly right. I I sang the American Pie song. Yeah, it was oh, like right the, the bye, yeah, yeah, bye, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they all joined in, and so it helped me out. And I I know I was terrible. I just I just know I could feel it in my bones. But I never regret that situation because I think about how 
I had the courage to get up and do it. I had the courage to get up and try, and I can always take pride that I did that, even though I was awful and I probably won't perform live ever again. But I'm still proud of that moment that I tried to get you out of retirement. Yeah, that's yeah, like. that's right. That's right. I haven't played my guitar going, in so long. Going right into um, going right into this last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Positive self. Positive self talk. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Talk. You don't don't be mean it. to yourself. Yeah. Right. Um. And like I'm 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 not like think I'm bad because I can't play guitar anymore. But like you know I'm. Don't be mean to yourself. Say good yeah. things about yourself. Don't just don't tear yourself down. You're already thinking all of these bad thoughts, and what you what you say and think about yourself uh, sets the tone. Yeah. So uh, we are going a lot longer than usual. I'm gonna hop into our conclusion here, and um, I'm gonna start with this is actually one of my my favorite verses in the Bible. It's in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. It says, "Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy." And my burden is light. So there's this there's this implied comparison that's made here that's not not insignificant about the world standards and Christ's standard. Uh, if you've ever experienced low self esteem, which who hasn't uh, at some point, it's absolutely exhausting. Uh, you can you can relate to the feeling of being weary and burdened by not meeting society standards. Right? Um, there's always going to be standards. That either you or other people will expect you to meet. There's a constant rat race of trying to be pretty enough or smart enough or fit enough or funny enough or cool enough. And sometimes the things we will do to get there uh, steal so much from us. Uh, we carry all these burdens because they're expected. And then when we fail, we feel like we let ourselves down. We let our parents down. We let our teachers down. We let God down. Um, so we try harder and harder because we believe the lie that... If we're just better, we'll hold more value. We'll gain more. Um, Jesus says, come here. You who are tired, you who have been pulled every which way, you who think you've, uh, you think you have to do so much, I will give you rest. Right. Uh, see, if I also like this verse because it's realistic. Jesus says, there's still a standard. Yeah. My standard. But it's easy and light. Jesus' standard is be humble enough to ask for living water. It's to walk with him. It's to learn from him. Uh, as, as that verse in Matthew said, like, take my yoke and learn from me. His standard isn't perfection. His standard is seek a relationship with him and know he's enough. And when, uh, know he's enough when you don't feel like you are. So, so those are our thoughts for today. Uh, if uh, you have any experience dealing with self-esteem things that you do that help you deal with it uh we'd, we'd love to see you share it uh somewhere where you're listening uh leave, leave yeah just comment. post it on we'll, the internet anywhere yeah just put it on the internet we'll and we'll find it, it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll google you um but uh, anyway so uh make sure to share this with somebody who you think might need it uh thanks for being being on with us any closing thoughts jag anything i've always got thoughts but i think you i think you nailed the the closing so sweet okay cool. we'll see you guys next time. all right that's a wrap thanks guys Thank you for joining us on the Through the Maze podcast. This is the part where we navigate teen life together. Subscribe and like this podcast, share it with friends, leave a comment about your experience dealing with the issues we talked about. We don't pretend to have all the answers. We'd love to see you share what has worked for you and what hasn't worked. What are your stories about dealing with today's topic? It's also an opportunity to share a word of encouragement as we try to understand where Christ is leading us as we navigate through the maze. Thank you.